Let's get ready to ramble. Ooh. That's right, baby. <laughs> I'm Ariana. And I'm Melissa. And this week we watched Halloween Town. Town. The first one that I've actually felt nostalgic for, which is great. Anyway. Um, so it's a great jam. It is an absolute bop. Um, <laughs> you idiot. I am. All right. Well, this past Halloween, I did something that I was very excited about. Probably too excited for a 20 oh, yeah. year old. I forgot what you did, but now yeah, I'm remembering. I, so <laughs> <laughs> I made a whole I, music video too. I did. So I love Shia LaBeouf, even I mean, Stevens. Specifically Shia LaBeouf films. And- yes, yes, yes. So we had watched all of even Stevens. Because Disney Plus exists and mm-hmm. quarantine was happening. And Ari had never seen it. And I Correct. said, uh, what? I had seen episodes, but I hadn't seen it. Any, anywho, down in Whoville. So um, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be Shia LaBeouf for Halloween, but I don't know how I would ever do that. And so I basically <laughs> decided to be <laughs> all of Shia LaBeouf's characters <laughs> through the years. And then I forced my cat to be all of his counterparts so my cat was well, our cat was the zero to my stanley Yelnats. he was the beans to my lewis stevens he was the weird guy in um disturbia he was the green screen to my just do it meme he was everything for me and i love that cat so much um and then i ended up <laughs> because i listen the song Dig It from Holes. Oh, it's the best. Slaps absolute cheeks, my guy. <laughs> is the best song, I think, from any movie ever. Maybe besides okay, like relax. In a Land of Million Drums by from Scooby-Doo. Anyway. That's, out, I, that's Outcast. I know, but it, they wrote it for that movie. Anyway. I, I agree. It's a fantastic song. I made a music video. But not like the whole song. song. Just, a, just, just a snippet. Just a snippet. And I'm... I made Angel play the piano, and um, and boy was it worth it! Cause what a funny, oh yeah, I posted that. <laughs> I posted that shit on Halloween, and everybody was like, "This made my Halloween. This was so good." And I was like, "Listen, guys, I'm just dancing in the backyard with a shovel and forcing my cat <laughs> to pretend to play the piano. What do you want?" <laughs> but I shout had out, lots of fun. Shout out to the real star of our lives, Angel. Yes, our cat. Angel. Someday we'll have him. Um, He's not going to guest on this podcast. He talks camera. enough too. I know he does talk a lot, but Anywho. let's get started with this movie, huh? Halloween Town, baby. So, um, synopsis of it. Yeah, I gotta give you all. a synopsis. Uh, just give me a sec. Why didn't you have this pulled up? But I do we went, have. We it. ran okay, through. Here the- we go. Shush. <clears throat> Marnie and her kids get a big shock when they follow Grandma home to Halloween Town, and find out they come from a family of witches. Marnie and her kids? <laughs> okay, well, maybe this synopsis is bad. <laughs> Marnie's 13. Her brother's 12. Oh, wait, here. Here's a good plot summary. Oh, my gosh. Here, this is better. Marnie and her kids. <laughs> Marnie and her kids. That's Halloween Town 8. Okay. When a young girl living with her good witch grandmother learns she, too, is a <laughs> But she doesn't live with her grandmother. <laughs> what the hell these are the worst where did you get this wikipedia imdb no it's on imdb 
Okay, wait, what about this one? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> what if I give, just keep giving you ones until you approve? On her 13th birthday, Marnie learns that she comes from a family of witches and that she, too, is a witch. Soon, she and her younger siblings... It's not siblings, her birthday. She turned it, it, 13, but it's not her birthday that she finds out. It's Halloween that she finds out. Okay, Rihanna. These people I, need to rewatch the movie. Me, will you I'm just the, let me get to the synopsis? I guess so. Soon, she and her younger siblings return with their estranged grandmother, a good witch, to her home in Halloween Town, where witches, goblins, and vampires lead normal lives. Marnie soon discovers that an evil force is plotting to take over Halloween Town, and she must help her mother and grandmother s- to save the day. Let's be real. Was anybody anybody who's listening to this has seen Halloween Town because they played it on repeat every single year during That's Halloween. True. This was well. released in October 17 of 1998. Um, it's Just f- in time for Halloween, really. The first film of the Halloween Town series, obviously. Now, I would like to start off by saying that this movie has a great score and soundtrack. But it is much better than what Brink or You Lucky Dog ever would bring us. They didn't even try with those. At least this person had a composer who was working to make, build this world of Halloween Town. Um, I have a question for you. What? Do you remember Marnie being older than 13? No. Because I feel like maybe it's just because I was like super young. But like I always imagined she was like older and maybe it's because i watched you know halloween town high probably more than i did this one but when you're yeah but when you're young you also look at a 13 year old and you're like they look old that's true when you're younger um so we get into this movie marnie's style is great i love disney layers coming in clutch (laughs) she's got this sheer top that's like yellow over her black tank top yeah it's yellow but it's Tie it in the front. It looks it she's looks amazing. A, she's got a scrunchie. A pink and blue and orange scrunchie that does not match the ensemble, but it it's doesn't fine. matter. It looks great. I love I love this early mess of a clash of two thousands style. It's the nineties did not finish until two thousand six. <clears throat> it's true. The style at least it came, it kept going. Or maybe a little bit before that, but yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand four. <laughs> What about 2003 and a half? Can we agree on 2004? <laughs> That's a consensus. It's 2004. My biggest pet peeve with this whole movie starts at the very beginning. Yep. And it's Marnie's a little brat. <laughs> and her mother does nothing about it. Her mom is a terrible mother because our mom would have whooped our asses if we talked <laughs> to her the way that Marnie talks to her mom. Mom would still whoop our ass if we oh, talked yeah. to her that way. It's like, well, if you look at what the mom does, she just goes, Marnie, stop that. She doesn't do anything to follow up. She doesn't even ground her. And maybe it's because she feels guilty for taking her kids away from whatever. But if you felt guilty about that, then why wouldn't you just tell your kids you're freaking witches? Or maybe she's going easy on her kids because their father had passed away, which we find out. Their father is dead. But we don't know how far away that was. Marnie seems too chill for it to, talking about her dad, for it to have just happened. Right. So, I'm willing to guess Sophie doesn't know her father at all. Yeah. The the movie, it starts off, Marnie's arguing with her mom. She's being a brat. Because Halloween is cool. She says that to her brother. What's her brother's name? Her brother's name is Dylan. And they have a younger sister named Sophie. Sophie. And Sophie is the cutest character in the whole movie. I love that baby. She is. If I could she's adopt the best her, character. She's older than me, but if I could adopt her, I would. We always decide who's the best character in these movies, and Sophie's definitely the best one in 100%. this one. 100%. I, I want to bring up the fact throughout this movie, my biggest pet peeve are the super close shots. <laughs> it practically cuts off both 
the top and bottom of Marnie's face most of the time. It's, it's Sophie's a couple times. It's so close up. I feel like I'm living inside their eyeballs. It's like that's a disgusting image, <laughs> but it's true. I it's it very personal. Like, I'm like, whoa! Can we back up the camera? I would. A bit? Yeah, I would rather have like the negative space above the head. Yeah, and be able to see their whole face than just like a cropped shot of their <laughs> eyes and nose. It's so close up. Uh, so that's kind of a big pet peeve of mine throughout this film was just those super up close shots, and they happen all throughout it. I don't. We discussed maybe it's because of the ratio it was filmed at but, in 1998. But but before I before Disney Plus was a thing, I I bought all four of these because I was feeling nostalgic one day, and the ratio on that is the same. So I don't think that that's. I think it's just it's just how it is. It's just how it they means. just really wanted to zoom up on people's faces. So the mom, she's clearly got a secret. Point. Something's going on because she goes, I'll tell yeah. you when you're older why you can't celebrate Halloween or you can't go out with your friends for Halloween, which, which like, I think is weird. That's dumb. If she wanted to like keep suspicion away from their family secret, she should have just acted normal and been like, like, yeah, Ew. you can go with your friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. a weird, it's weird like, uh, technique like, she me, used. Let me keep you away from everything witchy and it's, magical. It's like that's just going to make like, her want to explore that more. The, the, yeah. So then Queen Debbie Reynolds shows up. Ugh, we love her. Love. She comes yeah. with her Mary Poppins knockoff bag. It slides with her, but she also can it like. walks. Do... That thing's a puppy. Yeah, but it also does do like Mary Poppins stuff. She pulls out pounds of candy from there and who knows what else. Other kinds of Halloween decorations. We get a clip, an adorable clip of Sophie going. I want a cookie. <laughs> I really want a cookie. I want cookie and then we see that kid is me i always want cookies <laughs> so her cookie. mom her mom's like you can't have a cookie until after dinner and she's like i want that cookie i want it i want it and then we see a cookie float with te- terrible <laughs> terrible visual effects but still the cookie cookie the cookie <laughs> the cookie monster <laughs> the cookie the cookie comes up from the plate. You gotta say cookie now. No, I don't. The cookie yeah, comes up from the plate. Cookie. It floats towards the back of her head. Clearly, Sophie has powers where she can levitate cookies or whatever cookies. she wants. And then the mom's like, oh, shit. And she grabs the cookie and <laughs> cookie. shoves it in her mouth. And you cannot, we cannot understand. I didn't understand yeah. a word she said after that. So we get a little hint that Sophie's got some powers. Maybe other family members do, too. We are the siblings, by the way. Caitlin, our oldest sister, is Marnie. Yeah, and I'm Dylan. The and annoying, I am Sophie. The annoying realist. And I'm Sophie. <laughs> the one with the bangs. Yeah. You definitely are Sophie. Um, Sick. She's I, the best character. <laughs> I said, I think Dylan's lines are funny. I think he's freaking annoying. And once again, that explains why we're, our, we're those characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The mom is such a party pooper. The grandma gives them just costumes for Halloween, and she doesn't even want that to happen. Yeah. Like, She's against everything Halloween. What is wrong with you, Mom? Get but, I mean, I guess it. if you grew up in a town called Halloween Town. I, uh, maybe she's traumatized. She doesn't want to go back. Uh, the fake laughter throughout this movie is great. <laughs> just saying. Also, the fact that Marnie likes Halloween and weird things is, like, so crazy to the brother and like her friends they're like marnie's quirky <laughs> she likes weird shit like skeletons and witches and magic and but it's, it's like, like doesn't everyone like that stuff now? it's called fantasy yeah uh debbie reynolds says the best line being normal is vastly overrated mm-hmm. i love that line she also says that ghosts are depressed and i said same um, then the mom, the mom says, grandma, you can tell the kids a bedtime story, but just don't tell it about 
where we come from. She literally goes, she <clears throat> says, the kids want a bedtime story from their grandmother because grandmothers tell the best bedtime stories, apparently. And she's like, kids, go get ready for bed. I need to talk to your grandma. And she's like, you can tell them whatever story you want. Just don't talk about where we come from. And then the grandma gets to the grandma gets in the bedroom. She goes, now let me tell you about Halloween town. This is where you're from. And they're like, what? (laughs) She opens up this illustrated picture book. She's like, that girl looks a lot like (laughs) you, Marnie. And then Marnie's like, oh my gosh, it does. Yep. The grandma uh, is a little sneak. Why does, I said, why does the mom need to put her 12 year old to bed? Because the grandma gets done telling a bedtime story. Mm -hmm. She says, all right, uh, time for bed, kids. She says, uh, we'll have to talk. I got to put Dylan to bed first. And then I go, Dylan, Dylan's the 12 year old. Why would you need to put your 12 year old to bed? If anything, it'd make more sense to go, I need to put Sophie to bed. You're seven year old. Maybe because Marnie and Sophie share room. So Marnie always puts Sophie to bed and I don't know. Who puts their 12 year old to bed? You just say, go to bed, son. And you go to bed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was have a weird line. It was a weird line. Did you notice that the mom was watching the same infomercial for like five hours? She's putting the candy up, mm-hmm. and she, this infomercial's like, it works like magic. And she's like, yeah, right. And she's still putting the stuff in a bag, and she's cleaning up. This is when Marnie's escaping. She's running out of the house. Then we flash back to her. The kids are in Halloween Town. We, they flash back to her. She's watching the same infomercial because the guy says, you won't even believe it. It works like magic. Well, and maybe she goes, she goes this is magic. And she turns off the TV with a remote. Maybe that's the whole thing. It's Why is she watching the same infomercial? No, the infomercial. It's drawing her to magic, the magic land of Halloween Town. Anyway, back to we what you to, were saying. We get to back in the kitchen. The kids have gone to bed. I say that in quotations because all three of them don't end up sleeping. But Ooh, the mother yeah. is aggressively putting chicken in this leftover we, yeah. bowl. We both took note of this, that she's... I've never seen chicken be picked up and thrown into a bowl more aggressively. With tongs, too. Yeah, with tongs. Could you imagine? If you tried to pick up chicken with tongs like that, the chicken would shred immediately. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And I just go, and it was fried chicken. Yeah, it was fried chicken. And it's like, who has fried chicken on Halloween night? Who has leftover fried chicken? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) If we have fried chicken, it's getting eaten. (laughs) We find out that grandma has witch powers. Yes. uh, And Marnie is over overhearing all of this because she's sneak sneaking downstairs because it's the classic it's the classic disney channel trope somebody's on a staircase listening brings did it she does you should always check the staircase before you decide to have a private conversation with someone in the kitchen you should have your private conversation on the staircase that way you know nobody's (laughs) listening (laughs) that's good that's good advice ariana thank you um so we find the moral of my story (laughs) yeah we find out grandma's telling mom hey halloween town is in danger there's a dark force and she's like i need your help and mom's like, no, I'm She's not like, I'm not a out. witch anymore, bitch. <laughs> Marnie overhears this. She sees her grandma turn the fried chicken into a real chicken and then turn it back. And she's like, and holy. turn it back again. She's like, holy shit, grandma has powers. That means I do too. Yeah. And so. My weirdness isn't just from puberty. So the mom's like, I'm not helping you out. Get out of my house. And Marnie is And Dylan. Getting, yeah. Marnie's getting dressed. She grabs Dylan. She's like, come on. Let's she go. grabs her costume. Oh, yeah, she grabs her costume. She puts that on. She's like, this will be normal on Halloween now. Yeah, she's like, gotta dress the part. She and Dylan hop onto this bus. Then they go on this magic school bus ride. They go 
and uh, and you see Frankenstein and some like missing link and, and then some, some witches, witches and the there's bus. a skeleton and they're like eh, it's just a dream and then they arrive in Halloween Town after this crazy ride in the bus. We find out Sophie came along as well. She, like, hid what? In the Mary Poppins bag? How did she even hide in there? I have no idea, (laughs) but she does say a very funny line. She says, Dylan goes, how did you get here? And she goes, on the bus. And I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) She's like, you dumbass. She's like, the same way you did, idiot. (laughs) Uh, She's adorable as always. I love her. She's got her little, she dressed, like, nice, too. (laughs) Calabar, the mayor, shows up. Mayor Calabar. Yes. And he comes, he almost comes out of nowhere. He's like, can hey, I, kids. And they're like, oh. Can I say something? What? I think he's attractive. Oh, that's right. Ariana thinks there's several people attractive in this movie. Two. She's going to point people. them out. So and Calabar, Calabar is, is the one first one. Okay. Calabar is the first attractive. Not going to lie. He's got the curly hair, which we know I'm a big fan of. And I don't know. There's just something about him. Maybe it's when he pulled the lollipop out of his ear. Well, Apparently, Gwen also <laughs> thought he was. No, she didn't. She turned him down. It doesn't matter, though. They clearly have a history because Calabar's like. It was a one night stand. You're Gwen Cromwell's kids? He's like, oh, I remember Gwen. And then there's this long pause where he lo- looks off fondly into the sky about Gwen. Yeah. Then we get introduced to Benny, the skeleton psychic cab driver. Uh, I think he's a great character. His animatronic face is really cool. Um, he's got a cool voice. He's kind of like an iconic character of Halloween Town. Right? I was going to say, that was like the one thing from childhood that I really remember. He is one of the most iconic characters. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because he's like a really cool looking skeleton mm-hmm. that drives the cab. He's unique looking too. And I mean, they, they did show him when they would like put previews on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Like, that's what I remember the most about mm-hmm. the whole movie is that Benny the skeleton. They're riding in this cab. He's going to take them to their grandma's house because they don't know what the hell happened to their grandma. She disappeared in the crowd. Mm-hmm. We get introduced to Luke, the local punk, and he's on the side of the street. Okay. That's the other guy. Oh. I had, I had the biggest crush on him when we were kids. Okay. Second guy is Luke, the local punk. And you know what? <laughs> Still, he his outfit, like, like, I could see a TikTok, like, hot guy wearing that outfit. He's got the all black, a colorful vest. He's got a necklace. He's got the chain on his je- black jeans. He's got sneakers on. He looks fire. That's Ariana's review on Luke, the local punk. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they get to the grandma's house. They arrive there. I said this this entire movie has very clever set dressing, mm-hmm. very great costumes. Some of the costumes are terrifying. Some of the oh, makeup yeah. is terrifying. I was like, terrified. The, the dark I'm one? I'm horrified. The dark one scares me to this day. That dentist for the vampire? The pros- really scary. I felt bad for that guy. The prosthetic? Yeah, I know. It must have been heavy. It must have been, but boy, does it do its job of like making you feel a little off. You're like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> the guy who sells the broomstick, also very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. I must try to wipe him from my memory. I want to. But I said the set dressing was clever because we get, to, yeah, we get to Aggie's house. She's got a microwave and it says bubble, toil, trouble are her three buttons available. Mm-hmm. And she goes, bubble, bubble, toil, trouble. And then, and then Sophie says one of the best lines. She goes, are you making chowder, Grandma? I like chowder. <laughs> she says it like a little New Yorker. Uh, so they get... To grandma's house. They're hanging out with her in her kitchen. She's like, I'm brewing something. <laughs> then she goes to her 
fortune pot cauldron, mm-hmm. and she sees the dark one appeared. She's discovered that her talisman will defeat this dark one. And she's like... She tries to put a spell on it. She tries to put a spell on it. <clears throat> and you missed this part because you were getting popcorn. And she... Basically, the grandma's like, I gotta make this potion to get this talisman to, like, light up, to mm-hmm. be lit. Yeah, the talisman Has is to lit. be lit. And so she puts, like, this potion in it, but she basically makes, like, a fake potion, which is what she's putting in the microwave, the fake, the cauldron microwave. It's, like, instant coffee. So she's like, oh, and then it doesn't work. Because she did the instant version instead she did the of the long brewing like, oh, cauldron version. Shit. So she's like, okay, well, this is what I need. I didn't write it down. Did you write down what she needs in that yeah. potion? It's kind of like Into the Woods. She needs the hair as yellow as gold, the cow as white as milk. The slipper is red. Pure as gold. The <laughs> oh, it's cape the is red as blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the hair as, hair as yellow as corn. The slipper is pure, pure as gold. gold. The cow is white as milk. The, the cape, cape is, is red, red as blood. blood. Okay. <laughs> that means it has nothing to do with nothing. I thought it was necessary to say. the They need a hair of a werewolf, the sweat of a ghost, and the fang of a vampire. So, it's not working. They got to go in town to go get the ingredients again. Then we get to town and Harriet, who we didn't mention earlier, Harriet at the beginning comes up to Agatha. And this she thought this was her big break, though. Harriet said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in a Disney movie. And, and she, she memorized her lines perfectly. Yeah, and she and had she three lines. Up, she knew her staging. She said, this is my shot. <laughs> I am not throwing away my shot. What? Stop <laughs> with the musical reference. <laughs> well, I have a deep love for them, remember? <laughs> <laughs> So, so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> so she comes up to Agatha at the beginning. She's talking about what? Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. She's like, how are you? It's been forever. Yeah. Then we get to... A day. You know, however many hours later, she goes into town, and Harriet comes up, and she's rabid, like... No, not me. She said, I wasn't... Like she said, don't... You know what she did? She goes... It was, it was kind of, they brushed shoulders and, and, uh, Debbie Reynolds goes, Harriet? And Harriet goes, it's disgusting. She looks horrible. Yeah, she looks terrible. Uh, and Aggie realizes this. She Aggie's goes. Aggie's like, oh, there's, there's the mayor Calabar. I should probably talk to yeah, him about this Yeah, she pulls shit. the mayor aside and she says, In there is something. Yeah, she says, there is something wrong. And also, I feel so bad for just any extra that was in this movie because all of the prosthetics that they had to go through and put and, on every day. And only got a few seconds of camera time. Yeah. So Calabar's like, listen, I agree with you. Something is definitely going on here, but just give it a couple days. Well, no, he says, he says, don't mess with this. Like, you you could get in trouble or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, just let me try and deal with it. Give me two days. That's basically what he says. Luke stops by because Marnie has now gone over to the brooms in the town square. She's mm-hmm. looking at these brooms. She really wants a broom badly. He's, like, trying to flirt with Marnie, kind of, but he's also being a jerk about it. And she's like, get out of here. Then he falls, and he goes, you don't want to mess with me, because they're all laughing at him that he fell over the brooms. And he goes, I'm friends with very powerful people, which oh my is gosh. foreshadowing for something, huh? So then Luke runs off. He's like, <laughs> and then Grandma and Marnie go on the longest broom ride I've ever seen in my Green whole life. Green nasty, and it's bad. just the same couple shots and angles. We don't even get them. Like it would have been cool to see him like flipping around on the broom, or mm-hmm. even more far out shots of them going around town. But uh, I said, Yo, Marnie's a bitch at this point. 
when they land. <laughs> Why? When they land and the mom's there now. Oh, yeah. Because then the mom is like, uh, we got to go home. We can't stay here. And then Marnie and her fight. They get into an argument. There's a slow zoom on the grandma. It's really freaking weird. <laughs> yeah, it zooms in real close up to Demi Reynolds' face. Marnie reluctantly agrees to go with her her mom. I guess she doesn't agree, but she's kind of forced to because it's her mom. And she's like about to cry. Yep. And then they go, they go to this bus station. The mom's trying to get out of this Halloween town. And there's these attached twins who are hilarious. Probably they're like third best character. Yeah, they're like doing this whole slapstick comedy bit with the cappuccino. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. I liked it. Um, Very but, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> but they keep saying, oh, the bus, the bus, the bus won't is be, broken. Yeah, the bus is broken. It won't be fixed for several hours. The brother Dylan says, oh, we should go to the mayor and see if he can help us out. So they mm-hmm. go to Calabar. Gwen and Calabar have this flirting tennis match going on. Unbelievable sexual tension. <laughs> Could cut it with a damn knife. Like butter. Like butter. <laughs> While they're talking to Calabar, over on the town square, Aggie and Luke are chatting up, and Luke says, Hey, Aggie. Chatting up a storm. This dark one wants to see you. He wants to reveal himself which, to you. Ew. Which, no, uh, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. I'd rather not be exposed. He to wants s- to reveal himself to me. <laughs> so he takes you to the dark one. We find out that the Dark One has been freezing people, people like Harriet. He's like curses them and then they get frozen and he's just Bitch waiting is to like Elsa. Yeah, he wants like a frozen army to rise up like zombies eventually. It's weird. Because he's trying to take over the world, not just Halloween Town, but the world with his evil. Luke is there and he's sitting in the chair, like giving his two cents. It's the classic sidekick movie trope of I have the last word. They do it and she's the man. They do it in a lot of movies they where do it in a lot of movies. There's just like the secondary villain who give mm-hmm. their two cents and then and the villain's like, like, shut up. The villain actually hates them. It happens in Casper Meets Wendy too with his two goons or whatever. Yeah. This the whole scene has major Scooby Doo vibes. Yeah. The kid the kids and Gwen, they catch up to the grandmother because they looked out the window when they were with Calabar and saw the grandma going with Luke to some random theater mm-hmm. and they're like, What the hell are they doing? Gwen sacrifices herself to save mm-hmm. Aggie because yep. this dark one's trying to freeze Aggie and take her talisman. And, and this is when it becomes clear that Luke likes the Cromwells or at least Aggie because he's very upset because he basically didn't the know dark that. one was like, I won't hurt her them. And then he does. And Luke's like, what? You said that this was going to be fine. Yeah, he said, you just wanted the talisman. You weren't going to hurt them. Yeah. And uh, clearly he lied. So Luke then, is realizing that he chose the wrong side. Yeah. Luke leaves. He like gets the hell out of there. Also talk about feels really bad. Those kids watching their grandma and, <laughs> and mom, mom get frozen by some weird creature ass from a different <laughs> dimension. Oh, wait. And then Aggie also gets frozen. They both get frozen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Aggie's going, go. And her her hand freezes in this position of her pointing outward. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're listening to QVC, HSN, NBC, ABC, the FJ. I am your co-host, Joseph Trudy, but once again, just call me Trudy. And I'm Trudy. And Trudy, I've got product for you today. Oh, is this fresh off the market, it's never before heard of? fresh off the market, never damn be heard of before in your life. Wow. Eat, you want to know what it is? What you is chew it? it. It's called gumballs. Gumballs? No, no, get rid of the sticks, only balls. Only balls in my mouth, no more sticks? Absolutely. They oh come in a God. wide range of colors really what kind of colors pink, pink? we got orange balls we orange got blue balls. balls blue balls 
We even have green balls. Green balls? That sounds unsanitary. Well, I tell you this, it is not. It's candy. It's coated. It's coated in nice color. Oh, okay. So the gumball's coated in color. Like, like Sugar magic. Color. Like magic. Wow. Well, what is this being sponsored by? Who's sponsoring this? This is sponsored by uh, the City Hall of Halloween Town. City Hall of Halloween Town? I've never heard of that. Well, it's big secret. The, the whole thing, Calabar, he runs city. It's fine. But we're going to sell them on Black f- Slash. Dirty, dirty. Black Slash? What the hell is that? That's our new website. Don't Didn't you get the memo? No, I never even heard of that. Well, it, Isn't we're it selling, backslash? We're selling it for $12. Okay. It's one of our cheapest items. $12 for one singular gumball? For one singular gumball. Wow, if you that's want, cheap. If you want whole pack, though, we give you a deal. $20 billion. Wow, $20 billion for just a pack? of How many gumballs come in a pack? Two. <laughs> Back to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramble Room. Rambling and rooming in a room. We're rambling in a room. Oh, what? damn it! <laughs> what the hell did you just say? I didn't understand a word. Of I what said you we're just... rambling in a room. Now move on. Let's get this talisman lit. <laughs> okay, so uh, the kids are left to their own because now both Aggie and Gwen have been frozen. So they decide they've got to go collect those ingredients that the grandma was going to try to collect. They go to the hair salon. They the shave hair is off. Red gold. The hair is red as gold. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense in any way, shape, or form. The Into the Woods song. <laughs> the hair is red as green. <laughs> the balls as blue as gum. Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. That shit was funny. <laughs> so they shave. Basically, Marnie's distracting him, going, I want to get a job here. And she presses the button on this hairdryer and fire comes out of it. Dylan goes and shaves the back of the werewolf's head and is like, I got the hair. And it's like, yeah, you weren't conspicuous about that at all, Dylan. So then they go to the sauna to get the ghost, the sweat of a ghost. (laughs) So ugly and gross. Not ugly, just gross. (laughs) And Dylan is like ghost can sweat it's like dylan you still don't believe that this shit is happening you've seen it right in front of your eyes what are you it's doing like, it's like um jack from you lucky dog <laughs> he's like takes him forever to realize oh wait i can talk, talk to this to dogs. dogs they go and sneak up on this ghost who's just sweating it out in this sauna sweat box and he loses weight <laughs> yeah he loses weight in like a matter of seconds inches. and dylan's trying to distract him now instead of marnie being the distractor Dylan's like, did you know that there's no proper name for the back of a knee? <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I did not. I thought it was funny. I thought he was just being kind of annoying. And then Sophie saves the day because she starts making fun of ghosts. Yeah, that's the thing is Sophie each time is pretty much the genius behind all of this. She saves the day every time. It's like Sophie's a powerful witch. She's got the most powers out of all of them probably. Mm-hmm. And she's so young. Seven. So then we get a really disturbing shot of the ghost. There's a drip of sweat that goes off his nose and into this little yeah. vial that she but collects. But before that, there's like a very disgusting to what I was so uncomfortable. They are doing this jazzercise thing with all these creatures. <laughs> and it's literally the most disturbing thing I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I was sitting there going, ew. It's like, no, this is you. not thriller. Like, no. I would 
I love thrillers. I literally wrote, I am uncomfortable. Instead, it's just these people in like animal prosthetics who are doing jazzercise. Then after that, we got a fish with feet just walking out of a sauna <laughs> and his feet are making like a nasty sound. I'm like, I just didn't like it. Marnie sneaks into the dentist's office to collect the fang of a vampire. Mm-hmm. And so she gets all three ingredients. They're going to go to the grandma's house. To ben, make this potion. They come across Benny, the cab oh, driver. Yeah, and he's... Benny is scary in this. He is really scary. Yeah. I actually got scared. <laughs> I'm not even lying. 23-year-old me got scared of I remember of being like Calibar. scared. But I got scared of uh, Calabar in the... Yeah. Or, I mean, the dark one. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, nice Sorry. draw. I hope so. Well, we were going to get to it anyway. You ruin the plot twist. Um, Biggest plot twist of my childhood. Not going <laughs> to lie. Anyway, the dark one scares the crap out of me. Yeah, but Benny was scary in this. He like because he's like his eyebrow, his yeah, his brow eyes bone. squint, and he goes, "Get in the car!" He's and like, he's, "What's with the third degree?" Yeah, he's trying to kidnap them, basically. That's terrifying. And then once again, Sophie saves the day. She releases a dog, and she's like, "Go get the bone." She's mm-hmm. talking about the skeleton, and of course, the skeleton is scared. And Benny's like, "I'm terrified of dogs." Sophie's the smartest, uh, bravest. She- most talented character and she's literally the sweetest and best i know she is out there getting shit done throughout this movie she's the only one who's actually making a difference here then they once again in the other ones i don't know i guess we'll see i think she's in the second one at least we get to aggie's house now they've created this potion got it in the talisman and marnie can't remember the spell but sophie comes up with an absolute it's Betima. Be kiki fear. Be tita. Be tiki fear. Be tima. Be tiki fear. She knows yeah, she she knows the techniques of like at seven years old. Yeah, she knows she probably has like pneumatic devices for everything. Absolutely. She probably has all of her phone numbers memorized. Does Marnie? Does Dylan? Probably not. They probably have to write it down on their hand. They get they get this talisman done, and what does Dylan say? It's lit. <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. It's lit. <laughs> they get the talisman. They go to the theater where their frozen dead grandmother and mother are sitting. And mm-hmm. they're like, we got it. What do we do now? Because the grandma just said, go. But she didn't explain what no. the fuck to do. <laughs> and then and then Marnie comes up with some weird. You've seen the Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's got the red string on the yeah. thing and he's like connecting the dots or even the, the gif of like the girl. Yeah, conspiracy confusion. theories. Yeah. She somehow connects point A to point 20 <laughs> and she goes, oh, the Halloween town mimics our world. What do you do when it's dark on Halloween? You put candles in jack-o'-lanterns. Remember that jack-o'-lantern we saw in town square? Baby, let's put this lit thing in that. Yeah, it's like, I don't know how you came to that conclusion. She like and looks at her working. grandmother's pointed finger and she goes, we got to leave. <laughs> we got to leave and put this in a pumpkin. Well, That's Dylan, what that means. Dylan does like the logical thing of like trying to wave it over them and like yeah. trying to wake them up, which I don't know if that was direction, but good on you. Yeah, exactly. He, he at least made logical sense, but mm. Marnie went outside of the box Marnie and said, even farther than that. Liv Moss, Taco Bell. And she put <laughs> that thing. are you talking about? <laughs> so then she's trying to get this thing in the pumpkin. Luke ends up showing up and helps her out. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's like, listen, he I didn't bad. realize that the Dark One was going to do this. And I'm really sorry. Yep. Then the Dark One shows up while she's mm-hmm. trying to get this talisman in the pumpkin. And he, but he, he doesn't have lips. 
<laughs> the dark one? He just has teeth. And it's very disturbing to me. Yeah, Aries really scared of I the dark one. I don't like him. Uh, he gives his big villain speech. And, and it's... it's annoying and yeah it's the classic i'm yelling at everyone telling them come join the dark side and take over the world Mm -hmm. with me and and then the biggest plot twist of my life calabar is the dark one bitch is calabar luke luke is wearing the cloak that marnie had and he's Mm -hmm. doubling as her trying to fool calabar and he succeeds Calabar starts shooting spells at Luke. Because he thinks that it's Marnie. He thinks it's Marnie. <laughs> and then he digs the biggest leap of his life. He goes from the top of City Hall to like 50,000 feet away in front of who he thinks is Marnie. And uh, then he realizes he's made a mistake. He turns around. Marnie's on top of the pumpkin, literally hanging mm-hmm. on to the edge. Luke is the second best character. Yeah. He's, he also has a great redemption arc. Mm-hmm. It's character always fun to watch. And... Then he knocks out Marnie as well. Mm-hmm. I was, I said there could have honestly been more more action in this movie. Yeah, that's that's the only action we get because then Marnie's passed oh. out on this pumpkin. <laughs> Listen, their mom got some action. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they did. They we got some action when Benny's like pulling Dylan into the car, kind of. Still not. That's not good enough for an end of the movie big fight with a villain. We just got him knocking out Luke. Knocking that's not out the Marnie. end of the movie. The hum. Okay. Yes, but still, that's not action. It's just them them humming and holding hands. That's a little bit of action. <laughs> Marnie is passed out on this pumpkin, which is just a typical Saturday night for me. <laughs> and. <laughs> And no, it is. It is. She, I've cleaned her up many times. <laughs> pumpkin seeds all in her hair. It's terrible. And she has these like flashbacks in her head of of you know her grandmother and mother talking to her, going, "The power is inside of you. You just have to believe in yourself." And typically, there's like dramatic music behind this there sequence. There wasn't. There wasn't. It was just silence and these voiceovers. But then, but then she it's just drops awkward. it perfectly. Or is that supposed to be her magic? Apparently, it's her magic. Okay, well, to she the believes outside, to the untrained eye, it looks like she just happened to toss it perfectly yeah, into the it pumpkin It falls hole. out of her hand, and the talisman goes directly into the pumpkin hole. Pumpkin hole. It's a hole. It's it's yeah. The lit talisman goes into a hole. Right. It was there for a reason. And then peace seems to be restored to Halloween Town. Everybody hugs. Everyone hugs. Ariana was crying at this point. <laughs> I looked over to the side, and Ariana had tears coming down her eyes. I didn't what? know what... What was happening? Let me explain. I'm a crier. I know. I cry at virtually any and everything that I can. I'm aware. This one made me cry. (laughs) The mom and Aggie come running. Sophie hugs her mom. And earlier I had gotten teary-eyed because their mom and Aggie and grandma get frozen and poor little Sophie's like oh. freaking traumatized. And she's like, I want mom and grandma. And then Marnie's like, I will get mom and grandma back. And then as soon as like the mom comes through and hugs Sophie, <laughs> forget about it. That is so sad. Like she was terrified that her mom was dead, gone yeah. forever. They've already lost their dad. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I'm going to cry thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Let's stop. No. Because I'm going to cry. You might think that we're joking, but Ariana actually has some tears welling up in her eyes. 
I'm so, so we're gonna move. Sad. Okay, we're gonna move on then. Okay. Calabar is still there. He wasn't defeated. He reveals he was jealous of Gwen. He's like, "You married that hu- human or that muggle?" Yeah. Which, okay, <laughs> can we just talk about that real quick? You terrorize a whole town because you got rejected 15 years ago yeah it sounds sounds like actually a typical storyline if you ask me he takes the talisman from the pumpkin and it's like you'd think once the talisman is anchored into that pumpkin it's It's, not going it'd be hard it's like the sword in the stone it'd be hard to remove but probably is but he had so much pent-up anger so the talisman is in his hand and marnie says Hey, chocolate bar. <laughs> Which is the funniest quote. Like, that's it was like really the funny. funniest thing you could have said. Yeah. Because his name's Calabar. Yeah. Chocolate bar. The way they defeat him is they humming. all hold hands. First, they the mom hum- the mom and the grandma are holding hands humming. Then Dylan starts getting sparks coming out of his fingers. And Marty's like, holy shit, Dylan, you have powers too. And he's like, no. And then but she's I'm like, normal. you might also be a warlock. And then it's like, why can't he just be a witch too? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> just have them all be witches. Why does there have to be a warlock and a witch? Bewitched. Anyway. Bewitched. Then they're all holding hands. They all hum. And that's how they defeat Calabar is by humming. <laughs> they hummed Calabar to death. And I he, cannot explodes. Stop laughing. he explodes into a ray of light. Ariana at this point had gone from crying to laughing hysterically. I was in... I was having a good time. Then the mom and Marnie make up. Calabar has been exploded into a, a beam of light. And the talisman obviously once again restored to the pumpkin. And then we go to Luke. And Luke. He's a little goblin. He's like a goblin. And and he's cute as ever. Yeah. And cute he, as a button. And he decided he agreed to work for the Dark One because the Dark One granted him to be handsome, quote unquote. And Marnie says he was a handsome prince the moment he decided to help her and her siblings out. And then I got teary-eyed again. She said, you weren't handsome before that. You were handsome because of the choices you made and who you are inside. It was such a sweet moment. Then she gives him a kiss on the cheek. And that kissing sound was gross. (laughs) And then... Uh, But I did get teary-eyed then again. Yeah, he's like... It was a roller coaster the end of this movie. If you come back to Halloween Town, hit me up or let's hang out. And she's like, absolutely. And then... I noted this weird ending. The mother is talking to Aggie. Aggie slash Debbie Reynolds is way shorter than the actress who plays Gwen, the mom. Mm -hmm. Now, the camera shot shows Gwen looking straight at the camera and kind of off to the side as if she's, like, talking to someone at the same level of her face. I noticed that, too. And it's like, then the shot goes back down to Aggie, and you're like, shouldn't her face be looking down and her eyes should be cast down? Who is she talking to? She's... She's supposed to be talking to Debbie Reynolds. I don't know, but the extras in this scene were on some other shit because the (laughs) one werewolf man was like talking to the other extras. He was like, pineapple peaches and ice cream. I know. (laughs) They were just really excited that they finally had some screen time after all these prosthetics they're wearing. Yeah, I guess. Then it ends with Marnie and her broom. I said this, I mean, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter had to have been heavily influenced by this film. Because the cab driver being like a skeleton reminds me of the shrunken head being the bus. Mm. And then Bubble, Toil and Trouble. And they sing that song in Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm -hmm. And then the end. A great movie. Marnie gets her broom. At the end of Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry's on a broom and it freeze frames. It was just really similar. I think Halloween Town heavily influenced (laughs) Prisoner of Azkaban. That's my opinion. Well, you know what heavily influenced Halloween Town? What? A magic school bus. Yes, the because ending? we end with the Cromwells getting on this bus, doing a victory lap, 
waving at people, <laughs> and then they magic the, they magic school bus the their way fuck out, out of there. there. They go to the sky and they <laughs> into dust, into sparkles, glitter. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> and that's how it ends. That's how Halloween Town ends. All so, right. um, what was the moral of the story, Ariana? It's lit. That's your moral. Yeah, but also now thinking back on it, um, <laughs> if you're going to have a conversation, have it on a staircase. Yeah, Avo- mine- avoid just peeking kids. Right. Be like, go back to bed. All right. Now tell me, what is our financial situation? <laughs> <laughs> what is our magic situation? <laughs> what was your moral? My moral story is that being normal is vastly overrated. I knew you were going to say that shit. It was either yes! that. It was either that or the like Luke's like. You were han- yeah, you were handsome, like your yeah. beauty's from the inside, which is, right. you know, cliche, but I still like being normal is vastly overrated because it's true. Well, that Anywho. is the end of Halloween Town. We have a special guest coming this next week. Next week. For it's Xenon. A, it's a surprise. All right. Well, we will All see right. you next week. Goodbye. Adios, amigos. <laughs>